The earliest uh, two-pronged fork to bear an English hallmark and engraved with a coat of arms dates to 1632 and is attributed to the Earl of Rutland. It can be seen today in the Victorian Albert Museum. So although it took a long time for forks to take off amongst the middle and lower classes, um, it caught on amongst all the aristocracy, hadn't it? So they must have hoped when they shipped it to America that they could engender a better class of eating amongst those people. Mm. Yeah, and it wasn't always easy to be one of these pioneers of fork usage in the Anglo-Saxon world. Um, Thomas Coyer, forking pioneer, Thomas Coyer, who I touched on earlier, when he brought his Italian forks back to the UK, he was met with ridicule from his friends. He he wrote about it in his memoir. He said that they nicknamed him Fursifer, which is a hilarious at the time Latin pun on being a fork bearer. Um, I mean, it's not as laceratingly witty as it was at the time. Like if someone came back, you know, from their exotic travels now and went back to provincial England and started talking about eating poke all the time, you would tease them, wouldn't you? Yeah, That's what that was. (laughs) It's funny as well, thinking about that, how many dining conventions we regard as universal rather than cultural or social. And, you know, when you actually start to look into the way that people are meant to dine around the world, there's all sorts of different ways of taking things on. Like in Japan, when you're eating noodles, you're meant to slurp as you go to show appreciation. Similarly, in China, you uh, sort of burping after you've eaten something is, again, a sign of appreciation, saying how great it is. Um, In Chile, apparently, you uh, shouldn't touch any food with your hands at all. Uh, And in India and the Middle East, it's considered unclean to touch food with your left hand. So, you know, you sort of imagine that, that something... Well, it's not considered of, of, unclean. I mean, it is unclean because that's the hand they used to wipe their bums, isn't it? In, probably historically um, and probably still in some parts. But you do sort of imagine that some rules are universal and actually they're very specific mm. to where you are and things like slurping just seem... It just seems not nice, but actually that's just something that we've all grown up being told not to do by our parents. What do you do when you get to the end of a bowl of soup, though? I do pick up the bowl and slurp from it. And, and, and my excuse when my mum tells me off is, look at the posters in Wagamama. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but do you do that? Or would you draw the line there and leave soup that you've paid for at a premium, <laughs> a high markup on soup anyway, in the bowl, undrunk, because your spoon can't handle it? No, I think as per the Debrett's guide, I stopped facing the uh, soup bowl away from myself and and scooping with the side edge of the soup and placing it to my lips without inserting the entire <laughs> spoon into my mouth and put the spoon down uh, as is is uh, regulated and then, and then bow to your my, host and then bow to my host <laughs> and make conversation in the other direction. <laughs> Ariane actually travelled first class on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs>